Well, welcome again to the Rafiki Podcast. I'm Karen Elliott, and I'm the Executive Director of Rafiki Foundation, and I'm the host of this podcast where we discuss all things classical and Christian uh, mission in Africa. And I have a really great guest today, Reverend Ken Mbugwa, who is the pastor of Emmanuel Baptist Church in Nairobi, Kenya, which is where we are recording uh, this uh, segment uh, of the Rafiki podcast. And I just love getting to know Ken. He is a speaker as well. You've heard him at Ligonier conferences. And uh, I've kind of been introduced to Ken through the Ligonier family, Chris Larson and team, whom we are really good friends with and partners with. Uh, so Ken uh, is leading a reformed movement throughout Kenya, especially. And so I'm delighted to have him here to talk about education, the church, the situation in Kenya. So uh, Ken, tell me a little bit, tell me a little bit more about yourself it's first. Good. It's good. Let's get started um, with that. I'm a dad as well of three little kids, um, cute kids, yeah. who are just getting to that school going age now. Five, three, and, and six, months. six months. Yeah. Congratulations. So, so um, even before that, uh, my church has many little little ones, mm-hmm. but as is oftentimes the case, a pastor starts thinking about education a whole lot more intentionally mm-hmm. when young kids are starting to go to school. Right. And you start looking at the options available, and you realize pretty quick the options are pretty terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, Nairobi is a city of maybe about 5 million people now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a handful of Christian schools that are good mm-hmm. um, and absolutely unaffordable. Um, so I won't mention the names, but the, the, those schools will be mainly catering to um, either affluent missionaries mm-hmm. or the expatriates who are in the city because they're really? very cosmopolitan. So define good. So good would what, be what would be good in your good your would opinion? be the teachers are, are Christian teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an attempt in the class to not teach error. Um, so you're not you're not having any um, any issues with a, a wrong understanding of where humanity came from. Mm-hmm. Um, like in my history class when I was growing up, you're being taught your, you know, Zijotropos uh, and you know all these other. Right. I have seen history texts in Africa yeah. where it starts with the with yeah. the ape. Yeah, with the ape. Exactly. That, the classic evolution. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Totally embraced as what the reality. Is. Right. So a good school here, you're saying it does not have that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's intentionality in trying to help your child develop in different ways. Mm-hmm. So teachers who are passionate about um, what they're teaching, mm-hmm. um, you're, you're not going to send your child to school and they become worse off for it. Right. Um, so it's a decent school. Gotcha. And those schools... They're few and far between. They're very few and far between. And they're expensive. Yeah, and I'm talking about more than $10,000 a year expensive. Really? Here in Kenya? Here in Kenya. Wow. So, so we, we'll know people who are going there. Because, and, and there's people who can afford that because you have one of the five headquarters... Um, of the United Nations mm-hmm. located here. Okay. So that's a lot of expatriates. Right. All the embassies that are here, all the other multinationals mm-hmm. that are here. So those guys will will will, will have packages in their mm-hmm. pay packages that have you know free schooling for your kids. Right. So schools can charge anything. Right. That takes it out of you're the equation for, for the you. average Kenyan. Right. And for most of us. So so if you're not going to do that, there's a handful of other schools that are cheaper. Mm-hmm. That might also offer the same type of education. There's a school called Jawahu, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and those schools will be charging um, $600 um, per term. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's still going to be outside of the reach for um, some Kenyans. Mm-hmm. The middle class 
in, in Kenya, people value education so much. Mm-hmm. People are willing to dig deep mm-hmm. um, to pay mm-hmm. for, for that school fees. So whereas that parent can't pay the $10,000, but most middle-class Kenyans will do whatever they can. They can probably find, what, $300 a term, perhaps? There you go. No matter what oh, yeah. what their station in life, oh, yeah. unless they really... Yeah, yeah. 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 okay. Yeah. That's, so, that's interesting. So, and, and, and still, what you're getting with most of the schools, the school I just mentioned is a good one as well. But outside of that, you're not really getting a good education mm-hmm. um, in in most of these places. So, so most parents in my in, in my state are really looking for for solutions. And you'll hear from your friends, hey, there's a school here, um, there's a school here, they're called Jawabu. Distance sometimes is not really okay. serving, it's so far away from where you live. Um, yeah, and other factors like that. So, so we are at a place where multiple families, even in church right now, are mm-hmm. scratching their heads about what do we do about educating mm-hmm. our kids. Mm-hmm. And so you, you all have come up with a solution as a family. So what are you thinking about doing? Yeah, so we were, we were paying um, uh, a hefty amount for our kids mm-hmm. to go to a school in our neighborhood. Right, because now you have two. Because now we have two aged children. And the third one coming along. Right. Um, and this, I mean, the school is a joke. Because mm-hmm. um, what you're having in our neighborhood, because there's such a demand for schooling, because there's kids everywhere. Mm-hmm. You look at the age demographics in Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, this is about to be an explosion of school-going kids yes. um, here in Kenya. So what, what's going on in my neighborhood? So my neighborhood would be a middle-class, upper-middle-class baby neighborhood. Um, and around every corner, people just simply rent a house that has a quarter acre or a half acre. They paint Peppa Pig on the gate or something. Yeah. And or Mickey they, Mouse. Or Mickey Mouse. I've seen Mickey Mouse yeah. on a lot of gates. And they give it whatever name. Mm-hmm. And they offer something nice like, hey, we'll teach your kids our language, like French. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, we'll teach you some musical, you know, how to play some musical instruments. Just just something to kind of dangle. To, to draw people in. Yeah, it's like clickbait for, for kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Um, and you go in and you charge an arm and a leg for, for educate, because that's really what you're taking. And they use there. what, normally the government curriculum? Or are they in, using in other most, curriculum? So kindergarten and below, they're making stuff up as okay. they go. Um, they don't really have a plan. Right. Um, and outside of that, they'll offer, many of them will be offering the CBC, which okay. is a government curriculum. Which is a secular curriculum. Yeah, so a secular for a Christian curriculum. parent... Yeah. You don't really have many options. All right. So, yeah. And you don't have any, and you have some options, I think. There are other publishers here that are Christian. But I've understood it's a, it's a, it's expensive. Yeah. yeah. And so a school will t- stick with the government curriculum for the most part. Yeah. yeah exactly. So for a Christian parent, it's uh, difficult to find a fully Christian curriculum. Yeah. So so someone asked me. I, I had a meeting with um, with RTS guys when I was in Orlando yeah. a few weeks back. Yeah. And they were talking about Christian universities, and we're like, so hey, a few famous Christian universities here in Kenya. Like, so how is this particular university? Mm-hmm. And I was basically like, it's a secular education, it's chapel on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're getting with the Christian schools. Same, okay. It's a, it's a government curriculum. Mm-hmm. With chapel once with a week. With chapel once a week. Okay. And your kids might sing some hymns mm-hmm. um, and might open every day with prayer. Mm-hmm. None of those things are to be belittled. Mm-hmm. But it's not a Christian education. Let me, keep, let me ask you one more question, because one of the things I'm wondering about is what is happening in the secular education system here in Kenya. You know, in America, parents are very concerned about what the government curriculum is now teaching in American public schools. I wonder if there is any sort of influence that is happening from the West on perhaps the LGBTQ issue, 
maybe other issues that are contrary to biblical views and culture. Are you seeing that seeping oh, in yes, uh, yes, here yes. in the country? Yes. Um, so, you know, those organizations in the U.S., I don't know if it's funded by the U.S. government as well or Western governments, but they they have strong lobbying entities really? um, in this country. Okay. Um, so with the change of curriculum, um, there was content in the books that was proclaiming or, or pushing for a different understanding of gender. Mm. Um, so they, they kind of, that was a misstep in some ways because the culture hasn't really gotten there. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a huge uproar. Even this character that has just come out, mm-hmm. as guys were looking at the preview of the books that were going to come out, and there was a book that was all over the internet about, you will not imagine what they're about to start teaching our kids wow. um, in school. And so because of all the uproar, um, on social media especially, they pulled back on that. But there's an attempt to do that. That's on a broad scale. scale. So that's the books that are going to be, that's the curriculum that's going to be taught across the country. And, and at least there was an outcry. There was an outcry. From the culture. But the when people. it comes to private schools, they're already teaching that. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so the situation then you're caught up in is even those, so those secular expensive schools that are supposedly the great schools, all the Kenyans would love to get there, but they simply can't afford those schools. It is being taught very, very openly. I see. Um, so, so, and, and, and it's getting into the culture because you realize like we have um, our teens group in church mm-hmm. and when the brother who handles the, 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 the youth group started talking to them about a biblical understanding of gender, which is it's something that's interesting because there was a time nobody ever Nobody had to talk about it. Nobody had to talk about it. It was just accepted. Exactly. And these are kids who come to church, but they're obviously going to schools in all of these other secular schools that you're talking about. And that guy had to stay on that topic for multiple weeks because those kids had a whole bunch of questions. Um, And you realize... Your kids are getting educated even outside of school. From it's the everywhere. Phone, from the phone, the TV, from Netflix, from everywhere. It is everywhere. So that makes education all the more important. Like to give these kids like grids to be able to interpret what they're being bombarded with in this ever-changing culture. So that our culture is not quite where the US is, where the West is, but where we were like, let's say ten notches behind you. Now we're more like three. Interesting. Yeah, so I would I would say in another 15 years, um, 20 years, we'll be exactly where the U.S. is right now, with a whole lot more contention between a Christian understanding of, of gender, for example, and, and what has become a Western understanding of gender. You know, one of the things, because I think you're making a great point, one of the things that we see as an organization in Rafiki is that our classical Christian education system, where everything is taught from a biblical worldview, will be perhaps a good defense against this uh, cultural wave. Because if you do put your child in a secular system eight hours a day, how do you combat that with one hour, two hours on Sunday, youth group maybe on Wednesday, and 30 minutes at night with the parents? Right? So we, we are hoping. So, I mean... Comment on that a little bit, and also your own personal plans yeah, for your kids. Yeah, so, so, so it's interesting what you just said there, because on the one hand, so I have a five-year-old um, girl who goes to school, and the, the first reason I decided to pull her out was just seeing the influence of the other kids on her. So she comes back home one day crying, and she says the teacher asked them to sing a song. They come to the front of the class and sing a song. 
So all the kids are coming up and are singing different songs. And so, so she goes up and she sings a song from the New City Catechism. Um, what is our only hope in life and death? Um, that we are not our own but belong to God. And so she sings a song and all the kids laugh at her and start mocking her. Really? And they're like, that's not a song. And so my daughter, I like that she's still feisty. Because she's like, so she's stamping on the ground. She's saying, they were laughing at me. But it is a song. It's a good song. It's a great song. You know? <laughs> but then I'm like, at five years old, do I really want you mm-hmm. in a setup like that? Mm-hmm. Where everybody around you, so your teacher can go like, you know, okay, don't laugh at her and stuff like that. This is such a hyper-secular setting yes. for my little right. girl. So that's that's just been generally like you're trying to raise up a good This is kindergarten. This is kindergarten. And she sang a really great song. <laughs> so what you're having there is because of the shift in culture already, those kids coming into that class, the influences they're already coming with, the things those kids are already watching at home, this is actually the education context for my five-year-old. It's not just about what curriculum are they using, but it's it's all of that. So it's, like, this is too the, much. It's the community of learning. It's the community of learning. Right there. And, that they're bring, and obviously the West has infiltrated a lot into the culture yeah. in Kenya. So... Yeah. You're seeing that happen. Yeah, yeah. So, I was, so we've decided we're going to pull our kids out. We've looked at other schools. We're like, hey, if, if we could have afforded one of those other schools, we could have done that. We would have brought our kids to Rafiki. That would have been option number one. Mm-hmm. They have a waiting list of about a million kids. We have about 100 on the waiting list oh, okay. for sure. Okay. It feels like a million. <laughs> it feels like a million. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter right, <laughs> if there are 100 or a million. Still at the end of the line. Still Sorry. the kids in. Exactly. So, so Rafiki has been kind and generous enough to sell us the curriculum. Mm-hmm. And we have, a, by God's grace, a nice backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, a little empty space where the kids sometimes eat. It's kind of semi-outside. It, it's, it's covered. Mm-hmm. And we're renovating that space. It can occupy four kids, um, some, some, uh, a place where we're going to put a, a whiteboard right. um, and the kids can learn from that. That's great. So we're simply hiring a tutor. The school fees I was paying mm-hmm. can hire a tutor. For two of your children. Yeah, for two of my and children. And then I think you said you might invite oh, a yeah, family. Oh yeah, we might invite a family. Yeah, um, Eventually, we might invite two families. Perfect. And we'll be able to do more than just pay a tutor mm-hmm. or two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really hopeful that we can go beyond that. Because there's such a need, there's a screaming need in our community for good education. And it's very financially viable. So that if the metrics are starting to work out for a tutor, when you, when you have two to three kids... Imagine what you could do. Imagine what you could do with 10 kids. And, and 10 is a great number for a classroom. It'd be excellent. You have small classroom space, you can still pay your teacher well and provide a very good education. Yeah. You know, Ken, one of the things too that we try and do in our teacher training is train uh, teachers like the yeah. the tutor perhaps that you're going yeah. to hire. Yeah. You don't need to go buy expensive school displays. The teachers are taught how to make their own displays. Oh, look at that. Poster board. Draw your own. If you need a human body picture yeah. or a picture of the cell, yeah. draw your own. Use so bottle caps so from math manipulative. You so don't good. need to go buy Legos. Uh, and spend $30 for things like that. So we teach them to use um, materials that are simple to make in a small setting, work with, and they can work with several levels of children. So So, uh, what you're doing there is absolutely the start of a school. It really is for your neighborhood. I'm going to ask you one other quick question that I've been asking all of our African friends. 
um, uh, which has to do with this whole idea of classical education. It's a Western civilization is sort of the backbone of it. Uh, and I said, well, so what, is, what relevance does that have in the African context? What's your opinion on that? Uh, thank you so much for asking that question. So, so what you find we received, so I became a Christian through missionaries. Mm -hmm. I'm forever grateful for missionaries. We still do a lot of work together here. Um, but, but you find what we received in many ways was um, an understanding of Christianity that was so predominantly spiritual and did not have any explanation um, or understanding of things outside mm -hmm. um, of the scriptures. Whereas, so instead of understanding theology as the queen mm -hmm. of all studies um, and everything else flowing out of that, it was, it was separate. separate. So it's theologies over here, and then obviously there's biology, and there's this, and there's this, and there's this. Mm -hmm. So you read your Bible some more, and you start realizing um, all things are from God, through God, and to God. All things. Um, that's one. And then two, you realize even the work that Christ has come to do, um, it expands to all things. Mm -hmm. Right, um, it is in Christ that all things in heaven and on earth are going to be um, to be unified. So that as believers, in many ways, we have the most true understanding. We should have the most true understanding mm -hmm. of all things. Of like, all like what? Why did God create biology? Why does biology exist and physics and beauty and mm -hmm. uh, music and, and and all of those things? So, so we. Ha I have a longing and a desire um, to to see my little children. Um, filled with wonder um, about the the world, the creation that their God has actually made, um, and and through it to 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 enjoy Him, delight in Him, to use creation well, um, to not try and use creation as though it was God um, itself, um, to see how all of these things are little tools that God has given. Um, to them to enjoy him and worship him and serve him. So, so I, I I do not want a limited, truncated view of um, of what what God has actually done, of what Christianity is, but something that really opens up math properly and biology properly and, and music properly. And the and you and you know you're right. The uh, the classical educators from twenty five hundred years ago yeah. through the centuries. They approached the world with wonder. Mm. They really did. They were asking questions: mm. Why this? Yeah. Why that? Yeah. And uh, and and thinking about it, and then communicating what they were thinking about that. And it does really open up children to these ideas, the great yeah. ideas. Yeah. They were asking the big questions. Yeah. They weren't just asking, "How do I make money?" They, so that's weren't, they weren't asking, how do I just pass a test? That's just Africa. No, they were asking, why am I here? Yeah. How do I know what's real? How do I know what's true? Yeah. How do I think that through? Yeah. Uh, is it just from my senses? Is it just in my mind? Uh, but they really thought about it. Uh, what and so and that's that's when you really begin to think and you wonder. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what this classical model so brings. When so you good. and then when you have the foundation of the biblical worldview so and this Bible study yeah, each day, so good. it works together beautifully. So One of the things I really that really sold us on classical Christian education is the fact that throughout those centuries, these thinkers were looking for truth. Mm. They didn't. They weren't assuming that truth was relative, mm. and that's why it makes a good education system to wed with a Christian so worldview. Good. 
to the progressive model, which has really been predominant the last century, mm. believes that truth is relative. Mm. And also, it doesn't. It believes that there's not much to learn from history, wow. whereas classical education appreciates history and looks for truth. Yeah. So you see. So, so here's the other thing related to that, namely, there's people who contrast Western and African in ways that are flawed. Um, so I keep making this question: We are African. Let's just be clear on that. Mm -hmm. um, but when it comes to Christianity, we are the church is global. So, so it's we're not just African in that. We, we we don't want to be African in that sense. We want to actually belong to this diverse community of of believers. But then beyond that, we're also historical, mm -hmm. right? Because that that church is not only global; right. it's believers made up from you know times past as well. Well, you know, our great great grandfather, yours and mine, is Abraham. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We Super. have the same Super. same mother, same yeah. father in yeah. that regard. Yeah. And so we don't want to just kind right. of have this African identity that divorces us yeah. from the rest of believers around the world or right. even from, from history. And then the other element there is you if you look at what Christianity did to change the cultures um, of ages gone by in Europe, for example, or even in the US. Um, which I think is a really interesting study. Uh, what a great experiment. Mm -hmm. um, not perfect by any measure, right. um, but but you, you you look at even the US, this might be a, a, a totally flawed view from somebody from outside, but but look at the US that's been set up as Christian forefathers. And I keep marveling at how it's not fallen to the progressives and to the left, like Europe has, like Western Europe has. Like it's still kind of maintaining this moderate mm -hmm. uh, position. There's a pool on both sides, right. and you're like, it's because all the way, all the way back then, when people are forming government mm -hmm. and describing government, the principles that were informing them were actually biblical they principles. They were. They were biblical principles. It's not the church. America right. is not the. We're not. The we're not a Christian nation. We're not a Christian yeah, nation, yeah. but it's that element of how all truth is God's truth, mm -hmm. and whether it's economics or or some benefits in. Um, in, 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 in how people have, have actually worked. I don't, I don't call, call capitalism Christian, but, but there's elements there um, that are, are more faithful, closer to the truth than communism, for example. And when you look at Europe and the benefits that the culture had because of the spread of Christianity, the liberation of women, etc., etc., you come to Africa and you're not experiencing the same thing. Okay. So, so, so you find you again. It's because you find the way we have come to understand Christianity. It's predominantly spiritual, and so it's it's which it is. But it's we're connecting that a whole lot more to the ancestors, um, spirit worship, why prosperity gospel has spread so much. So instead of people being taught this wonder we're talking about, an understanding of the world through a Christian worldview that informs not just what you're doing on Sunday, but how you're going to work on Monday, how you're living with your family um, all throughout the week, how you're raising up your kids, um, the nobility of hard work, um, the, the Adamic commission of exercising dominion. And that never really got communicated. It did not. It and didn't so go have, that deep. It did not. And so you have a continent. That's still stuck in many ways. I don't want to call it to the dark ages here, but we're still stuck. And you're thinking, wait, we have Kenya is 80% Christian and like top 10 on the corruption list. What's actually what's, going on? What's here? wrong with this picture? Yeah, so so there's a book you gave me, which I've been actually reading and thoroughly enjoying. Yeah. Of the poverty of the nation. I was gonna say, 
it, so you're reading it. I'm enjoying by, by it. I'm not Ruth just reading it. And I'm I think Barry Asmus. And so that's the stuff yeah. I'm talking about. Right. Though. Like the GDP of an entire continent. Yes. Yeah. That's actually being affected because we are not really as Christian as we think we are. Right. And we don't need to be like even more Western. What we need to be is more Christian. Mm -hmm. And if we were more Christian, we would see effects in our communities that would transform the whole continent. And that's why we want to have schools, church schools, exactly. that teach every subject that's from exactly a biblical it. worldview deeply. Yeah. Like you said earlier, not just chapel once a week yeah. and sprinkle in a few Bible yeah. verses. See yeah. every subject and... The reformational truths, because the Reformation really spawned all of this. Yeah. But you've really helped to explain something to me as to why Christianity is the way it is on the continent of Africa. And uh, so together, hopefully, we can see this happen. Superb. Now, Ken, you have a couple of books you've written, don't you? I have only one book. Okay, and the and book I, is... And book I stopped is? right there. Okay. Um, it's called The True Prosperity. Yeah. So it's a book attacking the prosperity gospel, mm -hmm. which is one of the plagues. Um, that has really crippled the church and in Africa. Where can people buy that? They can buy that in Kenya. I think it's available on Amazon as well. On Amazon, yeah. Prosperity by Prosperity Ken. by Ken Bukwa. Ken we Bukwa. have uh, Wayne Grudem has a chapter. John Piper has a chapter. Michael Maurer has a chapter as well. Excellent a book. I have read through sections uh, of it, yeah. and I would highly recommend sections. it. Uh, of course, Ken sections. <laughs> but I would highly recommend it for anyone yeah. who wants to understand yeah. what's happening on the continent of Africa, but also the whole idea of prosperity theology and the challenges of it. Yeah. And um, Ken also works with Ecclesia yeah. Africa, is that yeah. correct? Yeah, Ecclesia Africa, and we're trying to provide theological resources to the church in Africa. Mm -hmm. And uh, you also have, what, a thousand pastors you're helping yeah, to train? Yeah, about a thousand pastors in our network. Yeah. Um, so pastors who formerly did not have access to theological education or theological resources, and we have developed a curriculum that we are bringing to where they're at to allow them to get access to both of those things. How can people pray for you, and is there a way that they can help your ministry? Yeah, uh, primarily pray that the Lord would use what we're doing mm -hmm. um, to convict hearts and convince minds. Mm -hmm. um, I keep saying, like, all, all we have are puny little strategies, um, human little things, mm -hmm. but it really needs the hand of God upon it. Yeah, those loaves and fishes. Yeah, there that's you go. all we have. There you go, that's all we have. Five loaves, two fishes. Yeah, but our prayer constantly becomes like, we, Lord, you chose, you chose to allow the Reformation to spark. Mm -hmm. You know, 500 years ago, you could choose to allow a continent that's known for a church that is a mile wide and an inch deep mm -hmm. for that to, to change. And for this, in another 50 years, to be the place where there are great theologians um, who are defending the faith for the rest of the church in the world. So that's really our prayer. That's, you know, that's our passion as well. Yeah. We were just talking about this with some other pastors uh, on Monday. And what I was saying is, um, first of all, the church in Africa is huge. It's, and the population is exploding. Yeah. And so the future of the church is right here on the continent of Africa, it really is. And the question is not, is there a church, but what kind of church will it be, so good. right, 50 years from now? And they are predicting that by, 2100, by, the, by 2100, 40% of the world will be on the African continent. And so uh, pray for the church in Amen. Africa. Amen. And it is the, the future, though. I, I am very hopeful mm. that there will be the next round of Augustans, Amen. Calvins, Amen. Luthers, yeah. uh, coming out of the continent of Africa. And uh, join us in Rafiki in helping to preserve Amen. 
the the great thinking, the great conversation okay. that helped to form those minds that then took the theology and brought it to the people. So it's robust and deep and acted out in their lives. Amen. So I'm just delighted I had Ken with us today. And Ken, thank you for your time. Well, thank you for your time and thank you for the work that you're doing in Africa. Okay. Um, I believe that it is integral. Um, it is establishing a foundation like even churches can build upon. Mm -hmm. Seminaries down the road can actually build upon. Um, so we're really hopeful that the Lord um, uses this curriculum to not only help my kids, we're starting to use it, but kids across the continent. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Mm -hmm.